You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Rob Hollis is not here right now. Um, he had to do something else. So I'm staring at a Harrison Ford action figure, which is uh, pretty stiff, kind of like Rob. I love it because he can't be here to humiliate me and talk about my age and how I'm single. Uh-oh. I'm channeling Rob through me right now because he somehow just did because I talked about it. Uh, you can hear Jess giggling. <laughs> Jess is my assistant. He's been my assistant for five years. Jess, how are you? I'm pretty swell. Uh, we had a great show today. Uh, Brent Burns, San Jose Sharks. I know, yes. Jess, you're from San Jose. I know the way to San Jose. I uh, left your uncle tickets, or Brent did, Burnsy. Yes. Left for your uncle. Uh, he's sober. He was sober 20 years. It was 20 years. Yes. And and, and Burnsy left him tickets and saw him. After his tough, toughly fought game, yeah. he, they lost that game. Yes. He went down and saw your uncle. Yes. See, that's, a good, that's what kind of uh, guy Brent Burns is. Um, he's on the podcast. He talks about so many things. We had to meet in his hotel because, uh, you know, he was playing the next night against uh, the Kings. They, were, they had a couple losses. They're about to go in the playoffs against the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights? Is that what they're yeah. called? The Vegas Golden Knights. That's my friend Taryn's team. Yeah. They can go to hell because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for San Jose and Burnsy. Uh, <laughs> I've played. We talk about everything. I played with the, I, you know, I practiced with them in, their, uh, in the camp before the season started a couple years ago and got to play with NHL players to their training camp. And, and it was hard as shit. We talk about that. We talk about his life, his, his career. His, it's really interesting. We haven't talked to many athletes, but he's got a really interesting story. And the odds of making it uh, in the NHL are just... Uh, it's it's slim to none, folks. But uh, since you're here, before we get into our great guest, um, you know some some major news just happened in uh, Hollywood. Something that I didn't know about, but I worked with this person for for a long time, seven years. But Allison Mack pled guilty to, to what racketeering and racketeering conspiracy charges related to her role in the group Nexium. According so, to the New York Times, she was she said she was lost. And in a tear-filled confession, she admitted to luring women into Nexium, where they were extorted and coerced into following Mr. Ranieri's orders. So did she take responsibility for all her actions? She, so she, she, is she blaming Rainier? According or? to her, her very own words, I must take full responsibility for my conduct. You know, until this time, I had really had hopes for... You know, you always hear some something happen to people. You go, oh, well, I heard that person was really good. And I, it's pretty shocking to me. You know, people were asking me and I was like, you know, when I went to conventions and signed, they, I, you know, they were told not to talk about it because I really didn't know anything about it. Tom and I, we didn't know anything other than, you know, back on Smallville, she was, you know, one of the self-help programs, I think it was called, but um, it wasn't this. This was something a long time ago. And I remember even once she asked me, she's like, hey, you should come. It's really cool. And it wasn't again Nexium, right? Isn't it a skin cream too? Or oh, hair, hair, hair product? Yeah, whatever. We're getting off the subject. Uh, anyway, yeah, she'll be sentenced in September. And she could get as many as forty years. But I, I remember when she said do this, I was like, nah, that's okay. I don't really need any of that. And I never thought about it. And then I guess she went through a couple of these self help programs leading up to this one, so she can get up to forty years. Man, a lot. It seems like a lot of. Actors, actresses, or you know, actors, and now actresses are going down. You had those two that uh, for the um, the school, the bribing, or the uh, what were their names? Oh, the college admissions, the college admissions scandal. Well, Felicity Huffman also pled guilty. Today. Well, she pled guilty, but she only gave fifteen grand. They kind of got to just smack. All right, fifteen. But you grand. can't say only. I mean, come on, hey, here's fifteen grand. She paid to have her daughter's scores changed. Fifteen grand. Come on. <laughs> no. She's my daughter. I was trying to help her out. You think she's going to get any years? And in- no. Yes. No. Yes. She won't go to jail. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh my God! Yes, you're so hardcore. Anyway, the, 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 I'll sum this up by just saying that um, I, I'm just kind of shocked about this. I just don't. I didn't. You don't see. It's like you know. I, I use the analogy of like you know if somebody said, "Oh, your brother killed someone." I'm like, no, he didn't. I know my brother. He wouldn't kill someone. Not that I knew Allison like that. But when you're on set with her every day and you see her and her demeanor personality you just don't you don't think of stuff like this and you think maybe she was brainwashed it moved from self-help into something real ugly well i'm sorry to all the women who were involved who got you know the abused women and uh the women who were you know lured in to this and branded with her initials and his initials yeah that's just it's it's shocking that's all you could say you know you hear things like this and you're just like wow 
And people, of course, I get 50 emails today. Dude, did you hear about your co-star? Everybody wants to know it. And uh, until now, I didn't know what to say. I was just like, oh, well, let's just see what happens. I can't. I couldn't believe it. And now that she pled guilty, it's uh, not good. Anyway, let's get inside Brent Burns. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Jeez, I don't even know what to say, Bernsey, because I, I know you so well. <laughs> I mean, I think I know you. I'm looking at you right now. You're toothless. You're bearded. You, you got Nor... What are they called? Uh, you were calling them uh, Nordic tracks. Nordic tracks? I know that's not right. What are they? <laughs> the Normatech. Normatech. Now, what is the purpose? There's these giant leggings he's wearing. It's like... It's for blood supply. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. it just kind of cycles through. It's... Uh, as you, I, I get the big backpack all the time. I bring kind of... Yeah, you've got a 150-pound f- camouflage backpack. <laughs> you were in the uh, hotel here in Los Angeles. You're about to play the Kings tomorrow night. Yeah. Right? So I try to bring, like, you know, I think the best investment you can make is on your own body. So I try to bring, you know, throughout the years, I've played with a lot of guys uh, through the league and, and you learn different things from different people on, you know, what works for them. And, you know, it's all about trying to find your own routine and trying to work what, whatever you think can help help yourself extend yourself in the league. And uh, So wait a minute. So for me, it's just like – you're going home on Friday. You're going back to San Jose. It doesn't it, matter if it's 15 days. It's a 50 days or, minute flight. Yeah, yeah. It's one day or 15. But you got days. it's routine. You got to yep. do it. Is, it. is it mental? Is it psychological? Big time. I think it's. I mean, I think this this helps me. This is like a medical tool. So. And what does it do? What does it do? So it's it cycles through. Like the you can see like this, there's compartments and they they each blow up and compress and then they go up the leg. So it's it's forcing all the the bad blood, the lactic acid out to your heart to clean it out and then pump fresh blood back in. So is it good for normal human beings? Unlike yeah, your- this is a medical device. Like they, they put this on people with uh, like bad blood flow. Diabetes? Um, yeah, yeah. That kind of All struggle that with stuff. That. Yeah, it helps. And it how helps. much does their unit like that cost? Does the NHL give it to you? No, no, yeah. We, we, we pay for these. You uh, pay for I, them? I think they're like 3000 bucks. Well, we know your agent who's sitting on the other bed, Ron. Yeah, he didn't pay for it. You know he didn't fucking pay for (laughs) it. We just had dinner at Koi Fish, and his credit card was missing. Yeah, it was gone. And then he rolls off in a Bentley. Yeah, (laughs) the card still had the sticker on it. He had a call to activate it, so he missed the bill. (laughs) How long has Ronnie been your agent? Since uh, 2005. He's been stuck with me, kind of babysitting me, and it's uh, it's been great. He's been in the business for a long time, and and, uh, we've got a special relationship, and yeah, it's been great. He's been he's been huge for me. Uh, he talks me off a lot of cliffs late well, at night. Yeah, we were talking about that at dinner, and I didn't want to get into it because I wanted to save it for now. But like when you say talk shit off a lot of cliffs, I don't know. Like actors in in the industry, we all get in our heads and we're like insecure and we want attention. But like a like an NHL hockey player, you probably go through other psychological things. Like yeah, for us, it's a, like confidence is so big in our game, and um, you know, there's so many different issues you could be dealing with, whether it's your your place in the team, uh, the, something that's happening, um, you know, off ice stuff, family stuff, whatever it is. Like he, he's he's always been there for me with everything. So, you know, whether I've had a bad game and I and I'm miserable. Do you or, get in your head a lot? Do you still no, get in your head? I think everybody does. Yeah, it's uh, we you always hear people talk about riding the roller coaster, riding the wave in hockey, and it's uh, players talk about that to each other. Oh, for sure. It's I mean it's. Hockey's crazy. It's it's a it's a game of seconds and inches and reads. There's not a lot of set things that happen. So every time you go out, it's different. So if if your confidence is just a little bit off, it makes a huge difference for your for yourself and and uh, you know you're affecting the other guys on the ice. And it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. The confidence is so important. And you know your self your self talk, your self belief, and um, you need to have those people that that. Uh, understand you well enough to be able to get you back because because you're going to lose it throughout the year multiple times but if you can have somebody that can uh that help you get over that and and get you through it it's uh it's huge well i told you right before we came here i i it it was at least like two years since i i had auditioned 
Now, I had done some shows and a couple movies or whatever, but I hadn't auditioned for a long time. So yeah. when I walked in there, I was I was nervous, and I was like, I felt like it was my first time. I, do you ever get, like, in your head so much? Well, not like it's your first time, but if you're having a couple bad games, do you ever feel a little bit like not yourself on the ice? Like, yeah, you get in your head, there's 20,000 people, people are watching, it's the Sunday night game, like, or sun, somebody fart? No, it's a, the machine. It's the compression. <laughs> That's somebody. Farted. That was you. You're trying to blame it off on somebody. But do you ever like with all these people? Do you ever get feel like I, I feel I'm kind of nervous. I'm on edge. I'm not. No, I'm it's not, not nervous, but it's like a confidence thing. Like if you mess up, if you make a bad play or bad read, and you know you look up at the the jumbotron, and you're like, wow, I what was I thinking there? Like, you know, there's a reason why we do that play, but. You know, to everybody else, it's a it's a just a bonehead play. You know, they don't really. You know, maybe you're thinking about a, a read from a previous game, or you're thinking about a system thing, and and it's just completely wrong, which happens all the time. And then they score. Yeah. You don't feel good that next shift. You you got to figure out a way to, to kind of bounce back and and get in your you know talk yourself through it and and get back. But you know that next shift's important because if it doesn't go well too, you're in for one. Where where do we meet? We met at the Brookheimer tournament. Yeah, we met there. Yeah, Jerry Brookheimer at a hockey tournament in uh, Vegas. Yeah. A bunch of NHLers, actors, producers, whatever. We all got together, and it was a magical weekend of just fun. Well, I was so pumped because I was a huge Smallville guy. That's and I right. was like, I always forget that. And I was like, holy fuck, that's Lex Luthor in the pool over there. <laughs> <laughs> and they are like, yeah, he's on the other team. And I was like, what? I was like, it was unreal. What do you mean but, the other team? Oh, the other playing team. playing on another team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I didn't know at that time. That was like the day one of the tournament. You watched all Smallville, like all the episodes? Oh, I was huge. I, I, yeah, I have all. Well, I, I mean, you gave me a box set, but I had them all before, like the wow. individual seasons and stuff. And So we met in Vegas. Yeah, we met there. And we hit it off. It was like, I just. Yeah, yeah, which was crazy because I was just like, oh my God, that's Lex Luthor. And you're like, you probably didn't have any idea, like, who is this weirdo? Well, I knew, well, I heard, you know, you were a player, but I think why I. I liked you is because you were a big kid like me. I felt like you were yeah, just yeah. a big kid. We just have who, fun. Like, you look at you and you're like, that guy doesn't make millions of dollars playing a, a, a professional sport. I mean, you look at yourself. Yeah. And you're, well, you, I mean, you do. <laughs> this guy lives Well, you're nowhere. 240 pounds. You're six foot six. You're a big dude. I mean, when people see you on the, on the ice, it's like a different thing. But, no, but not seeing you on the ice, not knowing you, you're like, Who's that big guy? Yeah. Who's that big fuck? Yeah. You know, I think I went What's to, deal? I think I saw a guy like that, you know, and I think beat the shit out of me in college <laughs> or something. You got no teeth. You got this, but you're just, but you have such a, a personality. Like you're just like this kid who loves, you love animals. You love your toys. You saw that I had a, a, a conversion van and then you're like, I got to get one. But of course you went above me and bought a <laughs> fucking biggest RV known to man and I think day one you you crashed it yeah I buckled it into my roof the first time driving <laughs> you were so it. pissed you know uh, that Ronnie you knew it with the RV you I mean I you know, I looked at him I researched him for like a year and a half two years you know and I thought I knew everything about him but you can't like just go see an RV place unless you live close to one they're not everywhere they're like right. you know and then you go to an RV spot and and they only have certain ones so we ended up buying our our rv without ever seeing it and you had to drive it yeah he's like all right here's the keys i signed all the paperwork and everything and i'm like You're there scared, is no shitless. way i'm driving this out of here like how the fuck is this coming home so i was like hey i might need to get a like a little lesson like you got to get me out of the parking lot <laughs> so then he took me for a half hour lesson and said no, okay and you're good and i'm like wow but you wrecked it that day so then I, yeah i buckled it into a actually that that one i buckled into a there was like two poles at a Burger King <laughs> and my kid, like, I thought it was going to be kind of a quick thing, but it ended up being there like seven hours. Kind of, it was like a long day. And so we ended up going to Burger King for, to grab some food for the kids. And I might've grabbed a couple of Whoppers and mucked them down too, but I buckled the telephone pole on the way out. Were you just, you were so mad at yourself. I remember. Yeah. I didn't even know. I remember Susan and Thani wrecked the freaking thing the first day. Oh yeah. I didn't even know because I was driving and then she was behind me in the Jeep. Cause that's how we got there. And uh, and she's honking hard, but the thing is, they're big and they're like soundproof. You can't hear anything. So she was honking, and I was like, so I finally seen her like waving her arms. Got out, and she's like, "Oh my god, did you not hear me? You're smoking that pole." I'm like, "No, no, we missed it. The whole side smoke. How much damage? It was like at least ten feet. The whole side smoked that telephone pole, and then there's like little panels. So like two of the panels were." like indented in but, but there was no pissed. structural damage you were pissed was off oh man it 
it was just like just did you always know you you wanted to be a, a hockey player yeah i was in i, I grew up in a hockey family ontario My, right what, yeah, what's it called yeah, toronto like i i say toronto but i grew up uh a little bit f- further north in Lindsay and then uh, in barry when did you start skating Oh, I was like one, one and a half, maybe. Was your, was your My dad family? played hockey, so he he played like beer league hockey a couple times a week, and I would always go to that, and uh, you know we'd watch hockey all the time. We were big Leaf fans, and who's your favorite player in the Leafs? Uh, Matt Sundin. I, I like Felix Potvin, uh, Doug Gilmore. I was always like a Wendell Steve Eiserman. Yeah, I liked Wendell Clark, but I was like a big Steve Eiserman, um, like Wayne Gretzky, obviously. Um, Peter Forsberg, I was I was fans of them, but always like the Leafs were always teams that cheer. But for. your dad was a beer league player, so you know he probably wasn't thinking, "Oh, my son's going to grow up one day and be one of the biggest stars in the NHL." Right? You, I mean, did you ever always think as a kid like, "I want to be in the NHL right right away"? No, yeah, for sure. For me, my like, I always wanted to be in the special forces, in the military, or in the NHL. Why the military? I just always my, my grandfather lived with me, my dad's dad. And he was in the military, he fought in World War II, and I would just hear stories and stuff. And um, I don't know, it was just always a huge passion of mine. I love I loved the outdoors. And, um, you know, I always, like, I would hear stories of, like, or, like, watch movies, you know, of, like, snipers, like, going through training and then, like, being able to do anything with, like, a screwdriver, like, surviving off of, like, a, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a can of Coke. I could just survive. I always thought that was un- unreal and, and – uh, you know, did you, have, you did you hunt in your with your in your family? No, nobody no, was no hunters. Hunting, no, so no. nobody ever hunted in the family. You never were like no, no, not at all. It was just uh, my grandfather was just with his like fighting in World War II that experience, uh, and then I, I would hear stories from him. And and we had a loft, and I would always go dig up there. And my dad had all these like war war books that I just loved to read. I was like in grade two and three reading these thick war books and my teachers are probably like what is wrong with this kid <laughs> like you just, just fascinated love them loved it and uh so that was always my goal i remember like leaving school and going to the hockey rink to play hockey and my teachers are like hey you, you gotta go, like come to math class and i was like no i, I want to play in the nhl or i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a sniper that's what i want that wanted. was it that was it i never really that means but i was always pretty good in school yeah so i could i could miss it you but, were good in school, so you had good grades. I had really good grades. Because if somebody meet, meets you, obviously they yeah. look at you and they're like, oh, that guy probably didn't graduate high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no and, way. And that that's guy how graduated. they look at me. They're like, oh, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. You know, but then when you start, when I, I, I get to know you, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, he knows so much about so much shit. When you, you and I had this talk, and I thought it was going to be like a one minute talk about hunting and animals, and because you have a ranch in, uh, in Texas that's just unbelievable, which I want to talk about. But, like, when, when you talked to me, it was so articulate about, like, the bad rap that hunters get and the poachers that, are, that, you, that you hate. And that there was just a way you, you said it where it made it like it, you made me understand it in a different, a different perspective. Yeah. It was just a – I don't know. I just really enjoyed well, our I think, talk. like, for me, like, when I get – I'm passionate about something, I, I love to, to get into it and, and learn about it and, and see different points of view and um, – yeah, it's definitely been something I've, I've, I've always been, I've always loved animals, and so getting into that, you know, learning about them, how they, how they react with each other, and how they, how they live, and and how the herds work and stuff. There has to be some other part to it, you know, and I think that's kind of, then with with me trying to, you know, I, obviously the hockey thing made it, so I I couldn't be in the in the military and be sniper. That was like what I wanted to do. <laughs> you couldn't do both. Yeah, I couldn't do both. So. Uh, for me, I've I've kind of, I still love that part of it. I still love like camping, being outdoors, and 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 learning things. And uh, you know, I've been blessed through hockey to meet a lot of military guys. And um, so I've always kind of now it's like the outdoor life. I love that. I love like, you know, with kids now trying to, I don't want to be useless. I want to be able to learn how to to do those things. And um, you know, so I started getting into to the the hunting stuff. And and uh, you know, it's just been. For our family, it's been awesome. You know, we don't hunt everything, but for us, when I'm doing it, I'm doing it with my son or my daughter. Um, and I always say, look, if you're going to hunt something, eat it. Yeah, it's, I you mean, know, you me, do. My, yeah, for me, my daughter was, she wasn't the best eater growing up. You know, she's nine now, and uh, we, we kind of had issues with her eating. And, uh, you know, then I started hunting with her 
three years ago we started kind of became more of a family passion passion we, we we started doing it together and um you know she still asks me during meals now like hey, daddy was this a, was this this animal that we hunted together and i say yeah this was this one or this one i was with jagger um and uh you know and it's just a, a special meal every meal is special when when you were out there you had the family memories of doing it together we make sure we talk about you have to you have to eat your food you have to honor that animal that animal gave up its life for for you to get stronger and for you to grow and uh you know it just makes it a special meal special time around the table yeah. um and for us for our family it's been great what's it like having a ranch i mean that I, uh, I, how big is this how big is this ranch it's 400 acres uh we learn a lot we call it it's always something ranch every something goes wrong every day it's crazy whether it's a water pipe busting in the middle of nowhere um you know it's just it's crazy it's and you have someone that watches the house the ranch yeah, we have somebody you. there uh all the time and uh he's been awesome he's been a huge resource to learn from and you know, we joke like I couldn't put a light bulb in three years ago, but now I, I'm learning a lot how to how to fix different issues. And is it like being in like almost like a, a safari, like coming out to your place? Is it yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, like, and, and I mean, like, like a lot of those animals, we don't hunt. We're, we're breeding them. We're, we're we're there for, you know, we're, we're trying to get babies and and uh, watch our herds grow. And you know, we sell the babies to other ranches too, so that you know they do the same thing. It's it's great. Like in the mornings, we we get up, we have coffee, and we we got the zebras walking in the front yard you know eating and and they all live natural it's just yeah every day is great it's, it's different too it's a lot of work you know we're some days we'll just go pick up rocks for like eight hours picking up rocks oh it is the worst yeah we breed rocks when i, I visit do i have to <laughs> you're getting put to work <laughs> i better get my neck fixed rob yeah he's not gonna be helped <laughs> no i'm not gonna be much help i might sleep in that morning yeah. when we're doing a rock along yeah, yeah we get we, we get up with the sun we go to bed with the sun it's awesome it's uh it's great. We would, you know, just every day there's something you would like. And if you don't think there's anything to do, go take a hike and, and you, you'll figure it out. I got to clean this tree. This tree fell down. I got to clean this road up. This road's got water. Damage. And there's always, or, you always see animals. You're not, you're always walking near animals. I mean, they're pretty. You have to go look for them. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, sometimes you'll see them uh, at different places or different times. You, you kind of have, you see their patterns or they're very, they have strong patterns, most animals. So. You kind of get to know what they do and and when. I mean, they're wild though, so if they if they hear you or see you, they're usually they're gone. So Rob said you. I didn't know this. You got attacked by a cheetah. Yeah, a couple years ago, I wasn't like attacked. I just got yeah, I got bit by it. What do you mean you got bit by a cheetah? Is this public knowledge? Does people know this? It's on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> so it must be true. Yeah, it's got to be true then, right? <laughs> I was uh, with a couple teammates and we did like a. We were at a pretty cool place. I can't. I don't want to say who where it was, but we were at uh, a pretty cool spot with a couple teammates, and and we were doing like behind the scenes at, with the animals and stuff. And uh, we we're watching. We we saw a bunch of different things, like uh, sloth. We saw a bear cat, which I did not know was a real animal, and it is awesome. a bear cat. Yeah, I thought it was a song. You know the song from Dave Wilcox? No, great song. You know I that song, it. Rob? Nope. Bear cat? Yeah, bear cat. David Wilcox. Great tune. All right. I grew up listening to that. My dad used to listen to that song. So I, I but I just thought it was like, I don't know, like where the wild things are. Like I thought it was like a fake animal. <laughs> and so the, where, where we were, the guy's like, oh, you want to see a bear cat? And I was like, oh my god, like the song. And I was like, what is it? Like what? What? Like a bear cat? Like what? Uh, it's a bear cat. And he's like, yeah, it's like kind of like a bear and a cat and a monkey, kind of all put together. I've never heard of it. It is cool. So he brought that out, and this thing just like scaled my leg ran up my back and was sitting on my head i was like oh my god you loved it unreal so cool but what about the cheetah so then we would go outside and see the cheetahs and uh we we're watching them run and it was like unbelievable just the sound that their paws can make when they're going and they're like probably going like you know half as fast as they can and then they bring one up they're like hey we'll, we'll bring one of them out that that's good with people and and she usually does like a lot of photo gigs and stuff so i was like sweet they put her on a picnic table and uh and they're like oh, go ahead and the other guys were like oh burns you go first so i was like oh sweet so I, and they're like put your arm around her and, and we'll take a picture so i put my arm around her and like a second later she just turns and snaps at me and smokes me in the ribs i mean a bite oh yeah like she didn't like rip which was my saving grace you got lucky yeah just bit me let go they yanked her off the table and they were like oh my god what happened and then they're like is that a wool sweater and they kind of like I guess like the wool sweater I was wearing can kind of 
turned their like predatory instincts on. She just kind of went snapped, and then she was fine. Did you bleed? Uh, I was like kind of like stepping on a nail. Like there's like four like indents. Did it hurt? Yeah, it didn't feel very good. Did you have to get any kind of uh, tetanus or something? No, some I shit? Think that, I, the next day I can't, I can't remember because it was a while ago now. But um, that had to be. I think scared. they asked Were you me. Scared? Think, oh yeah, I thought I was in one. I thought I was. What in a one. horrible way to go! If that was a way to go, that'd be pretty cool to be eaten by an. Cool. I don't know. That's a pretty good story. If I you mean, gotta not go, if you die. If you gotta go, that's a pretty good way. To be eaten by a cheetah, I guess you'd go into shock, right? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I don't think you're in shock. I would, yeah. <laughs> I, would. I, would. I think you probably evacuate yourself, <laughs> your pants. Oh, you evacuate sure. in your pants, yeah. for sure. It was so fast that you couldn't even evacuate. Dude. They're fast. Bitten by a cheetah. How many people could say they were bitten by I a know, cheetah? I know, that's what I mean. It's pretty cool. It's cool, but you lived. That's why it's cool. That's even better. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? Just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found, I got Rocket Money. <laughs> I, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. So when you're growing up in Ontario, like, you know, when did you know, when did your family look at you differently? Like, uh, this kid's exceptional. There's some, one of the coaches, was there a moment where you thought they thought this is different? Well, I think 
growing up, I was I was uh, usually a pretty good hockey player on like the teams I would play for. But there were so many kids that are so good. You know what I mean? And then you go. Oh yeah. So you're in your town, then you go to like the major city of Toronto, and you're like, wow, there's a lot of really good kids. And then go to Canada, North America, then you go to Europe. You know, there's so many. Were kids. you intimidated? No, I don't even. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just trying to score goals and have fun. You know, right? That, that's when I'm like younger. I, I don't think it really hit me until maybe 16. Uh, I get drafted to the OHL. Then you're thinking like, wow, this could be, this could be an opportunity to do something. Like at that point, still, I wasn't thinking like the NHL. That's still the goal. I, it was my goal since I was like two. I've always wanted to play in the NHL. And you were a big kid. You were like no, no. Growing. So I was really small until I was 16. I was really, really small. So if you didn't grow as much as you did, you never would have made the NHL. No, you never know. I mean, there's a lot of small guys. Patrick yeah. Kane. Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, Johnny Hockey, small. I mean, he's an unbelievable player. Uh, Zucker. So you never know. It, it kind of goes in ebbs and flows, too. The game's changed a lot. Yeah. So it's uh, – no, I think it's just – like we talked about at dinner a little bit. Like I think for me, there's so much luck that goes into it. There's so many players that I played with that were way better than me and – um, you know, maybe on the right night I had a good night. So you get lucky in that instance, and then you get lucky, you know, certain guys get drafted to certain teams. Like, you know, when I was drafted, the Detroit Red Wings were really, really stacked. So if I would have got drafted to Detroit, my whole career trajectory would have been completely different. You know, so I, I got drafted to Minnesota where they like to bring their young guys in. So I was able to play as a young, uh, a young guy, which just changes your whole trajectory of your whole career. So that's a luck thing too. I got drafted, you know, there's 30 teams drafting. You you can't choose which team you're going to be. So for me, there was, that was another blessing going to Minnesota and, and, and getting drafted there and, and getting the ability to play in the league and, you know, get my feet wet and, and, and learn. And so there's so many things that go into was it. it I mean, it's got to be pretty intimidating your first year in the league. Oh, you're around, just, are you just like, they're, I'm going to get there. When are they going to ax me? When are they going to get rid of that? You're like, I don't know if I can survive this. Like my first game, I was so tired after. How many minutes did you play in the first game? probably too many not like i probably play like six and that, six minutes and you were out of it and now was, you're averaging what 18 no i don't know i don't know I think huh? 20, probably more than that right? yeah 24 i think 24, 24 yeah. minutes now it's just different i mean when you're young it's just hard it's just really for me it was i wasn't that i i wasn't good like i see some of these young guys coming in now that are just unbelievable and they're so confident and so strong and big and um it's just very different you know it's just a different game it's different I, I think the kids are different too you know well, i say kids but when they come well, in they are you know, kids they're like eight, 19 20 yeah and they come in they're just like so mentally strong and and physically strong and, and skilled and uh so mental is just as important as physical oh big time and yeah, like yeah, skills sure. you have to be you have to have a certain mindset yeah do yeah. you think hockey players are the toughest athletes oh i don't know no i i, That's I mean i think question because no. most people will say yes now you know, no, Rob I and I like, had the flu. Okay, yeah. I'll tell you one thing: acting is not a tough profession in terms of like physical. We had the flu and we were out for three days in our bed, chill, not together. It's fine if we were, but uh, you know we couldn't move. You played with the flu, temperature, sweating, lost fifteen pounds, and you barreled through. How, baseball players hurt their freaking th- thumbnail. And they're out for three months. Oh, it's a sprained um, uh, flubula or something, <laughs> or earlobe. No, I think I, I think for me, like athletes, I think we always have like a mutual respect for anybody else. Like if I was to go play baseball and somebody threw a fastball at me, I'm evacuating my pants. Yeah, that's true. Football. That's true. Like, well, yeah. I, I went. I watched it. Uh, we went to the 49ers game and. I wasn't from the, uh, the sidelines, and I never – I'm not, like, a, a big football guy. I just don't know a lot about it. But I could not believe – like, from TV, it's like sometimes you're like, oh, my God, that wide receiver is, like, wide open. Why don't you just throw it to that guy? But then from the sidelines, you see how big those guys are in front. How do you like, see over them? How, you, you can't even see. Right. Like, these guys are unbelievable. So it's like I got to respect for those guys. And then, you know, MMA, it's like these guys are – Yeah, well, They're training. Ridiculous. I mean, it's just crazy. Everything. I, Did I you get in a lot like, of fights – Growing no, up? not really. Because you're a big no. guy, you think people want to pick fights. No, I was Maybe small growing up, pick... though. But I'm talking about like even when you were in Minnesota. That, at that point, you're a big guy. No, not really. I mean, how much were you when you came? How, how much did you weigh when you got in the NHL? I think it was like 170, 
five pounds maybe my first year. What? 180 pounds. So you've yeah. gained 50 more, 75 yeah. pounds I in was, the last. I think I grew a lot even my first year or two in the NHL. You know, I was probably 6'3", maybe 175 pounds. Is the conditioning just when you get to the NHL, do they – they're like they look at you and they're like, "This kid needs to gain this much weight. He needs to eat this." Yeah, like, yeah. Back then, it was like you wanted to get as big and strong as you could. So, and we had a great strength trainer there in Minnesota, Kirk Olson. He, he worked with me a lot in the summers and, and during the year. And uh, we had a lot of a lot of older guys at the time that you know I would see them working. And I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are they are unbelievable athletes." Like, we could play a game. They'd be in the gym after for another 40 minutes, and I was like, wow. Just well, like- your work ethic's pretty good, right? Well, I mean, I, I noticed, like, I went and I had the luck to, you invited me to San Jose, and I'm like, you, you said, you want to come to San Jose? I'm like, ah, oh. I was like, you want, you want to train with the team? I'm like, what? <laughs> you want to train with the Sharks? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I flew up, and this was like four years ago, and I... Whatever you did, I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I was in your us. shadow. We woke up. You had this oatmeal maker that makes oatmeal the night before, so it's ready yeah. for the next the old day. What rice cooker? The, the rice cooker, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and we like I ate what you ate. We, I even let me wear your shoes and yeah, you trained with us. Train and I trained with the sharks and I did this rope stuff and like it was so. And then I skated and you don't like I. I was an okay hockey player. I grew up in Indiana, and I was fine. I, I used to go to c- camp in Canada, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to make this. Like, I had an offer to play, like, a part not even a full ride, to, like, a, a university for hockey, and I told my dad, and he's like, Michael, you're decent, but you're not good enough. You're going to start at the fourth line. You're going to get the shit beat out of you, and then what, what kind of career? What are you going to do with your life? It was kind of tough love, but he was right. I had back problems. I was like, I'm not on that level. So when I went on the ice and I'm skating with you guys – Marlowe just barely misses hitting me. He must, he's like a, a wall. Oh, he is an uh, unbelievable, and I, unbelievable athlete. Unbe- and I thought to myself, and you told me, you scared the shit out of me. You said, Rose, I just want you to know that uh, some of these kids, they're uh, fighting for a position on the team. I'm like, Why Yeah, it was right you? before Kurt training camp. So, like, it guys were right like before. working to get going. You know, and I'm sitting ready. on the bench cracking jokes, and they're not laughing. They're like, fuck <laughs> off. Who are you? I, you know, yeah, it was unreal. I mean, everybody was cool, but it was yeah. it was definitely like, and I could, yeah, it was see, like a week before camp or something. Name, so yeah, what's like, the uh, GM, the Doug, uh, yeah, Doug Wilson. Doug up. Wilson's up there and watching, yeah. and you could see him. And I'm scared. I'm like, who's a slow guy? <laughs> but it was it was a great time. But I, that's when I really, I mean, look, I already knew because I'm a big hockey fan, so I'd watch players and I'd be like, oh my god, this le- the level even today, yeah, the speed, the and I was on the ice just, and I was like, I don't belong here. This I mean, is- to watch like Connor McDavid skate, it's unbelievable. I love like it, like different events. You know, you can get to see it. Like it is crazy. Or like you see Patrick Kane stick handling him. Those guys are so so good. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite in the NHL? Is it hard to be in the NHL? Like I'm an actor, I could say, oh, my favorite actor is Gary Oldman. Yeah. Do you have a player that you're like? Hey. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Like you know, I've, uh, you get to play with a lot of different guys, and you know, Sid, I think is just unbelievable what he's done, and uh, you know, Ovechkin, his shot, and uh, just a pure goal scorer, and and how how well he's done, and. Uh, Connor McDavid. I mean, there's so many guys. There's so many guys. And you that I'm appreciate, blessed to play but you with. still knock them into the boards and do a hip check. Oh well, yeah, you have to. They're going to not even it. think twice about hurting these people. Well, not no. intentionally. No, you just you, with a clean hit, Burnsy. Yeah, you got to play them hard. But I mean, I, I'm blessed to play with Jumbo Joe every day. You know, to see this guy, Joe it's Thornton, just, man, one of the best just, to ever play the game. One of the best of the human best beings too. on earth, and just such an amazing athlete and. Uh, work ethic. Uh, I mean, Patty Marlowe. Yeah, he's been he's been huge for me. Both those guys. I would sit sit with Patty on the plane and, and talk with him a lot, and just an unbelievable guy. And you know the way those guys see the game, they they just change so much for me, and and with a mindset, and it really helped me. So it's more about like grounding you because you're like this young kid in the league. Well, just about now like, you're not. I mean, you, you yeah, get... now it's just like I, I think they they just really helped. You know the way in they the way they think about the game and and uh, you know working and and it never stopping, always trying to get better, always trying to take the next step. And if things are going well, then you got to work harder to keep it there. And if they're not going well, then you got to work out of it. And um, you know, there's a reason why both those guys are just climbing every 
every statistical record right now. I mean, yeah. games played. Just just to play that many games is incredible. How many games has Thornton played? He's at like 15. I think he just played 15-51. Like, crazy. Yeah. You know, and he's just – and he's playing some of the best hockey right now. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's been unbelievable for us the last 30 games here. I mean, he's just been – are there He's players, just dominant still. It's crazy. Are there players that you definitely don't like? And you're, you, there are. There oh, are. for sure. There's definitely yeah. players like you, you probably won't mention them. Yeah. Or maybe you will. <laughs> now, if I said Fanoof, is that the right na- name? Fanoof. Fanoof? No, no. I played with him. He's a good guy. You like him? Yeah, he's a good guy. Because really I heard he has guy. sometimes a little bad. You know, some people have a little. No, he's. Uh, I played with him. He's a good dude. Uh, I played World Juniors with him. And you liked him? Yeah, he's a really good guy. He's a tough guy. Yeah, great player. P.K. Subban? Yeah, I think he's unbelievable. I think, you know, the things that he's done on and off the ice, I think both. I think he's really helped hockey and getting it into to more of the mainstream. And, uh, I mean, the things that he's done, is it's it's great for the sport. Do you, you know, ever Can you ever not wait to get on the ice and say, I just can't wait to fucking lay him into the boards? <laughs> there's a guy no, out there. I mean, for, there's got to be some players. Well, for me, I mean, for me, my, my game is not really doing that. You know, I just try to – I'm more worried about – getting my own shit together and, and getting going, you right. know? I don't think we really think about that as much about, like, oh, I get to, like, worry about that guy. You're you're worried about... Well, people frustrate you, I'm sure. No, Chippy. I'm, out, I'm out there just having fun. I like looking around. You have a good time every game. Yeah, you I'm looking around. You go out there, like, every day is like you, you're just excited to play. Yeah, you got to just... I'm enjoying it. I, just, I think that was one of the biggest things I've learned from... From Jumbo, too. It's just, you got to enjoy it, you know? You got to enjoy the work. You got to embrace the suck. What about the guys on the bench? Is there any guys, have you ever been with any guys who are just like always saying, you know, did they ever give you know each other a hard time where it's like, you know, in club or beer league hockey, people are like, dude, pass the fucking puck. Oh, it's always, they, always, yeah, yeah. Do you always, still do that, even in yeah. the NHL? Oh, yeah. Pass the puck. I was right behind you. We could have had Every another one. Every shift. Yeah, it's always that. I mean, that's Everybody like, chirps. Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't say it's like in a chirping way, but it's like saying like, you know, obviously we have systems and stuff, but the game is still very reactive, and it's still different every shift. So even if you have a face off and you say, you know, we're gonna do this, most of the time they're gonna do this. It's still gonna be a little different. So you might see some a play different and have a guy to your left that is wide open, but you're not expecting it and you don't see it. So we were going to come to the bench and say, like, like fuck, did you, did you see me there? And I'm like, oh, no, sorry, I'm, I didn't even look. You know, you want to know that. You want to see where guys are. Right. Especially when it's, like, a new new guy maybe because everybody's got different tendencies and stuff. And you start to learn. That's, like, where the chemistry comes in and has, has to be developed. You know, you start to develop. Oh, this guy usually kind of goes to the maybe the, the weak side of the net or the strong side of the yeah. net. Like You learn each other. You learn each other. You learn, like. You know, if, if if this guy's get put in a, a bad situation, he's gonna go to this spot, or he, if if he's getting jumped on by another guy, he's gonna put the puck in this spot. So I should be going there already. Right. There's so many little things that you have to like develop with somebody to to learn. It's almost like a relationship, right? You yeah, kind of gotta know. Yeah. It's like, hey, they're gonna wake up and piss every four hours. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just gotta deal with yeah. it. You gotta know. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah. Same Terrible thing. analogy. Yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna get four checking. He's gonna piss his pants every four minutes. Is this the best Sharks team that you've been on assembled? Do you uh, think this is the I strongest? Mean, I, don't know. I, I honestly try not to like think about that stuff. I think like right now we're in the we're coming close to the end. We got like ten games left or eight games left, something like that. You know, you're you're you've been in this long grind this whole year and. You know, you're you're pushing to get to the playoffs and um you know, it's just I try not to like think about where we're playing you're so in two humble. days, three days. You're some humble I'd be so neurotic. I think that's what's helped me as I've gotten older now, is just kinda like all those things are just gonna it's gonna happen anyways. You're gonna play that team in five days or three days. I try not to even know who we're playing. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. You I don't think it helps know your me. plan. No, I like, don't really you don't wanna face the teams like is like will face no for me I, I really don't care I don't care who we face because what's it gonna do like if because, I'm like I if mean, it makes me more nervous or something it's not gonna help there's me. gotta be some truth to some players like if you ask some players that they're gonna be really honest look I understand like even if there is a team that you don't want like I'm asking you Burnsy you might afterwards say yeah there's a team that I'd rather not play <laughs> no for me you, honestly it's you like don't more... want them to know that you are worried about that <laughs> yeah, and no, that's the like... psychology of it 
I think honestly, for most players, it's like more they don't like going to certain places, maybe because of the setup. Like the New York Islanders, that their ice sucks. No, like I, <laughs> I mean, different cities have different setups. Like I'm, I'm pretty routine to my game days, so like I like to be close to the rink. So if I'm close to the rink, I'm gonna like it. Like right now, you're close to the I'm rink. I'm close to the rink. It's We're right like, near Staples Center. I like it. Right. You know, where like certain cities, it's a long drive. The garden, you're close to the garden. Well, we don't stay close to the garden. You don't? No, we stay far, but that's a great place to go. It's a great energy. It's like special building. Oh, yeah. Conor McGregor, the double champ there. That was a big night. Oh, yeah. there? No, no, but I watched it. I mean, that, 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 like, the garden, it's just the history there. You can actually feel it when you're walking in there. It's crazy. Can you feel that in Edmonton? I love playing in Canadian cities. I think it's a, it's pretty special. Like you get that old history there. They get the new building, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to walk into there. But you said, I remember how like you were so in awe. Like when you played in Vegas for the first time, or I think you just said the noise, the, the loud. The, it was so loud. Yeah. It was so they do a great job with uh, entertainment, like the game ops and everything. It's yeah. It's it's definitely it's like it's Vegas. I mean, it's like a show. It's they've done medieval times. Have you been there? I've seen their like pregame. Yeah, they do a great pregame. I mean, the warm up music is loud. It's like a concert. Right. It's it's just fun. I think you know we did our dad's trip there this year, and I, I was saying to my dad, I was like, you're gonna love this place. Like, he it loved is. it. Oh, they got like he's a drummer, so he they had drum they have the drum line. And he's like, Holy shit, this is unbelievable. <laughs> you know, it's like they do a great job there with the game yeah. ops. Oh. Yeah, it's great energy. For me, it's like you go to a road city and if they're a crazy crowd, I'm still feeling that energy. So it's good for me. Like that's not like even if they're booing me, it doesn't matter. Or if they're booing our team or if they're booing. Do you like when people boo you? Is I don't it, really notice it. It's just energy. You it's know, just an it's energy. like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's not like it wouldn't be booing me. It'd be like more booing our team. You know, and if they're booing yeah, the yeah. team, it's like, it's just energy, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's fun. And the energy is good. Mm-hmm. You played the Penguins what, two, a couple of years ago. You went to the finals. Yeah. Lost the Penguins in uh, game seven, right? No, six. Six. Yeah. How hard is that? Because your season, I mean, obviously it's a stupid question, but it, you know, I think about the season. The NHL has such. It's a really weird question. It's actually not a stupid question because it's crushing to lose. Yeah. But it was such an unbelievable experience to go that far and to go four rounds in the playoffs. I'd never done that. Um, Does it make you want it more? I I mean, I've wanted it since like I was two or three. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know if you want it more. So it was like, yes, you're crushed. You're like, you, you didn't win it and you were all the way there. And it was like, that's fucking awful and crushing. But it was like such a good experience to go through that. We had such a fun time. It was a magical like three rounds, and obviously the fourth round wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was tough, but um, so there's still like that was awesome. I mean, you're in the, to play four rounds and go to the, the finals. finals. Like That's, you get that experience. Yeah. It was like it was so awesome. You know, our team was great. With they brought our families in, uh, so you're getting to share that with your family. But yes, at the end of the day, you lose, so it sucks balls, you know. It's and not, not only fun. that, but people don't know this, but the NHL hockey season starts in what October. Uh, yeah, well, we start camp like in September, early September, right? Yeah. So you go from September, and if you're in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, you're going to mid June. Yeah, it's just I don't know. That for, is gr- a grind. Yeah, it's awesome. Is your body just just beaten down? Oh, what like, do you do to decompress <laughs> after a season's over? You I go eat. to the ranch. Yeah, I go. I eat. <laughs> Do you I, get fat? I used to when I was younger. Yeah, Ronnie used to call me Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Let me ask you. Do you do you after you? I can't now. I'm getting too old. I gotta I gotta keep it tight. So you gotta keep it at least like. But I'm sure you let loose. Like, hey, for two weeks, I'm not gonna do anything. No, not two weeks. I let loose. Like, I mean, no, you're looser. I, I'm like I love Whataburger, so I get some Whataburgers every once in oh, a while. Yeah. I like uh, I like some barbecue. I I mean I like that. I like. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think I'll let loose, but I. Started training pretty quick after that. Just it's just easier to keep it. Otherwise, relatively it's close, battle. or it's it's just too much battle. work. Yeah, it's like you know, I see it like I hear a lot of sad stories, and like I know the NHL does things for like players who have played in the NHL, and you always hear like stories of like hockey players or athletes that had long careers, successful careers, and then their careers are over, and then they don't really know what to do. 
But to me, I look at you and I'm like, you got this family, you got this beautiful ranch. I mean, do you think when hockey's over in X amount of years, you'll be like, I just still got to be around the guys. I still got to be some, I got to be in management. I got to be, or will you be like, hey, I'm good. I want to go to the ranch. I want to explore the world. I don't want to have anything to do with hockey. I've done it. Or do you think, is that a tough question? No, I think for me, like, I love hockey. I love being around it. I'll always play it. I'll probably play beer league for sure, you know, to be around the game. And, and I don't know, maybe my son's playing hockey too, so I'm maybe around the game a bit. Do you want him to play hockey? I don't really care what it, what he, if he wants to play. Does hockey, he love he it? Play it. He, he likes it. Yeah, he plays hockey now. Yeah. So it's uh, you brought him out there for the All Star game. Yeah, so yeah he's wheeling around. around. No, I think I think it's it's important for them to develop because I always say, like when parents ask me about like oh I, you know I think my my son or daughter has a really good chance to to play in college or whatever get a scholarship and they're really good like what kind of advice would you give? It's like I don't know for me it's it's every day is so hard. That you have to love it, and if you do love it, it's awesome. You you love the you gotta work. love what you do, no matter what you do. Yeah, so you got to like say say my son was really really good at hockey, but he didn't love it. And what's the he point? He won't play. Yeah, because he's not gonna he's not gonna do the There's work. No that sense he has in pushing to. your kid to yeah, do something. Yeah, so you he have to like to let his passion develop and into whatever it is. Um, you know, I think I I, I put my kids in a, a martial art. I make them play a musical instrument, and then they can do a sport. You know, I, love that's, it. I think that's for me. I, I grew growing up like I had no music talent, but I always loved. I love music, yeah. and I always wish I could play an instrument. So I think it's you know just a good opportunity for them to be around it. And then I think martial arts is great for their confidence. For their you play guitar, I do now, but I suck. How many chords do you know? Uh, I don't even know. Do you play Alabama? I can. I don't know. It's like three chords, right? Well, John, I, I know, I know most. John parts. Denver, a little. Take me home, country road. I do love that song. Isn't that great? But see, Today I need the chords. So like, I need, like the, what do you call them? The sheets. Uh, you know, sheet like, music. Yeah, yeah, like not the well, sheet, the but like the chords. The chords. Like yeah, you can go to like guitarchords.com. Yeah, yeah. You can pretty much type in any song and it comes yeah, yeah, up. That's what I like. I get Dude, that we got app. a jam. You got to come over to the house. I know. You get. Got to send you my new Left on Laurel album when it comes out. I know it's coming out. Yeah, I think you'll dig it. I've been hearing the tunes. It's fun. Have you? Yeah. All right. I like that. Are you tired? Are you tired right now? Oh, it's been 50 minutes. I got 10 more minutes on the Norm Attack. You got 10 more minutes in the... So you're good for 10 I more minutes? I go for an hour on this thing. So you're good. You got yeah. 10 minutes? Yeah. All right, hear that, Rob? Now, Rob loves hockey. He's a big Chicago Blackhawks fan. Oh, yeah. How do you like playing in Chicago? Uh, for my first couple of years, I did not like it. Why? It was kind of like a... I don't know. It was like a nightmare building for me. It was always weird stuff would happen. They had a great team, and it was just always hard. But now I, I, I love that city. Um, it's fun. I think you know stadiums in a weird spot too. Yeah, see, I don't know the city well enough. Like, because we always kind of stay out by is it Sixth Ave? Yeah, yeah. Sixth Ave is like more the big downtown. Street. Yeah, that's where we stay. So that's another one that's it is a far drive. That's why I don't really like. Yeah. So I think that kind of messes with my routine a little bit. But um, I do love playing there now. It's such a good like the. I think they do one of the best national anthems in the league. Jim Cornelison. Is that, who, is that his yeah, name? Yeah. Unbelievable. Really? They pump this place, and they're all <laughs> clapping through the anthem. Yeah, the crowd goes nuts. Really? During Dude, the entire it is anthem, insane. Yeah. I didn't know that. You need to watch it. All right. And if you get the chance to go to a game, you got to go to a game. It's unbelievable. He, he is one of the best, I think. How did you lose your teeth? Oh, the day, or like, well, I don't know, one to three days after I got my braces off, I was playing uh, Tier 2 junior hockey. And uh, at practice, one of the guys tried to lift my stick, missed my stick, knocked my front jib out. And I came home, and I thought my mom was going to knock the other one out. She was so mad at me because I just got my braces off. It wasn't your fault. She don't care. Blood everywhere? Still to this day, she's still angry. Um, I mean, it didn't feel great, probably. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Now, you used to wear, like, you never see you... You never see you without your, your teeth are always out. Yeah, you always have the the gap, the, the trademark. Yeah. You sent me a, a bunch, which I really love. They have them in my house. They're the bobbleheads. You sent me Burnsy bobbleheads. I've got like I have one of you and Thornton. I've got like I've got like five of them in my house. Yeah, I jerk off to them. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But um, I love them. One has real hair. I don't know what kind of hair they, that is. You know what? Our team has got like some unbelievable giveaways. Even this year, they've done some really, Dude, really good they, ones. I mean, did you ever think that you'd be such a, like, 
the beard, the teeth. The, it's like this lovable character that every fan loves. I mean, did you did you in your head like I want to create something different? I want to look different. I want to be different. No, or was I it just for me? Is that just me, who you are? The beard. The beard kind of started because my dad. When I was growing up, all the pictures I have of me as like a baby with him had a beard. He had a big beard, and so I never you could loved grow your a beard. Dad, you wanted a beard. Uh, yeah, I could never grow a beard, and that's kind of how it started. Was like he always had a big beard, so then I just kind of just once I was able to grow a beard at like twenty eight. 27 took me a long time i mean you're a good looking dude when you especially when you shave your i mean when you shave your beard yeah what? you know i mean you look at you now but i think girls you know you're married susan's unbelievable i've slept at your house not with her um <laughs> but i slept in the guest room but like you know it's like you have a yeah right uh, she has a sister but she's married too um so you, those get knocked out now you don't wear that do you ha- can you put your teeth in no i had a flipper and actually i was in la oh, it's a flipper it's like the little thing with the teeth, like a little retainer with the teeth. Right, you had that, because I remember you lost it in a trash can in Vegas once. Yeah, I lost it there you once. You picked there. that up. We won't get into that story. <laughs> but uh, I remember you used to carry it around, and then I heard, for some reason, you just don't wear it. <laughs> yeah, actually, my agent, Ronnie, here, was he was in L.A. in the hotel, and he came out wearing them out of the bathroom. He did? Yeah. Wearing them in his mouth? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, actually. That's why I haven't been able to wear them since. <laughs> <laughs> so you fucking burn those. You won't say yeah, yeah. how he was wearing them. Yeah, it was but you will awful. use your imagination. Torture uh, my life, Ronnie. Like... You son of a bitch. But you've been with him for for how many years now? Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, Fourteen years. You're a you're a loyal dude. I'll tell you that. It's like you know. I just feel like you know you are just one of those guys. We just had dinner, and all the trainers are sitting there, and you're just. You're talking with them, and you can just tell they like you. You know, there's guys like I hang out with, and when they talk to people, like you can tell the people they they work for, the person works for, they don't really love them that much. They're like, oh, they're being nice because he's the boss. But you're like, you know, one of the main pl- big players on the team. I know it's a team, and it's all about that. But you can just tell that you're just one of the guys. We got a great culture here. I think, like since day one, I've come here. It's been a special place. You know, I think. Yeah, from all, like all the way from the top, like you know, getting traded here. Uh, you know, Doug's really believed in me ever since day one, and um, that that's been huge. And and then just the the culture of the the players, you know, Jumbo and, and Patty and and Pavelski, Couture, all these guys. They create such a great culture to to come to. We call it well, we come to work, you know. But it's going to the rink. It's just a great day. We, we work hard, but it's fun, and. Uh, yeah, we have. It's a good time. It's just, it's great. You think I'll ever get invited again to play hockey with you guys? Oh, you get an open invite. Is that true? Oh yeah, anytime. So maybe next year I can come out for a day and skate. Yeah, pre pre training camp. Pre training camp, anytime. Dude, that was like the, it changed my. You get life. All, you're all banged up now. You got to be careful. Well, I'm going to fix my. Net. I'm going to play hockey again. Look, yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm a little broken. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with you're that. Come back, dude. This has been a real treat. Thanks for having and me. Isn't this fun? Was it better than you thought? Because you were a little nervous. Like I'm boring, you know. Uh, you you do you interview comedians and actors. Yeah, we're gonna have to do like some. Yeah, you just uh, these are nerve wracking. What? You never know what you're gonna say. Yeah, but like it's fun. Like we had some fun. Yeah, right. It's great. Yeah, I love this. Rob, you have anything you want to say to Bernsey? Mm. I mean, yeah, usually we, you're, he's talking more. He was pretty quiet this one. That's it, true. He listens to him. You know, it wasn't easy getting you because you're like you're like in your focus. You have all these games. You play tomorrow. I was like, oh, you I know, know it's I not easy. all these time. I was like, no, no, it's, it's be just under. not easy. I thought you were gonna cancel today. I was like, you know, I understand. I only want to do this if I got green skittles, and you never came through. Fucking green skittles. You should have told me he wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> yeah, still dude. come out to LA every year. Yeah. You haven't been to my house. I know. Yeah, you... come out of the house. We got karaoke together. Yeah, I don't know if you don't hear me sing, but I I'm, do I'm it. coming to the ranch this summer. Yeah, for sure. We'd love to have you. Show me around. What about the the Norris Trophy this year? I don't really think about it. Really, you don't really think about. I think you do probably think about it, but you're. I mean, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's like you play your best, and if you get an award, great. I I, like honestly, like you're in the grind right now. Of like, we lost the last three. Now you're just trying to get your your shit together. You know, you're trying to to get your game into a good place. To be ready for the playoffs, you know? Do you think I it's think- very important? Like, do you feel like a lot of teams, like, they get too complacent to, like, hey, we're already in, we're already this, and that could lose their inertia? No, I don't know what to- it is. It's like it's like natural momentum in sports. You know, It's like when you're watching a sport, you're like, why doesn't that other team just, like, stop doing that or stop the other team? It's just natural. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just – Yeah, it's hard. I think – 
you know, at this time of the year, the teams that are out of the playoffs become looser and they usually always win a lot of games. It's crazy because like it's the the pressure of that is gone and then they just play better. Yeah, I also feel like if you have nothing to lose sometimes. Yeah, you sometimes can play. If you're, if you're like the eighth seed or if you're like, you're like, hey, let's just fucking play. When exactly. you're a one seed, you like it's got to be so hard for Washington every year until finally they won it last year because they were always considered like, oh, they're going to blow it again. They're going to blow it again. And that has to get in your, like, in your mind, in your head. It's like when a team is down, they're losing the game, but in the third period they always pour it on because they're just forcing it. And then it's really difficult to defend against that. The other team is like, it's just natural. It happens all the time. You know, that's why they always talk about, you know, oh, we can't stand, we can't stay back in the third to defend. Like, we got to keep trying to push because once another team is able to just kind of start throwing it on, it's it's hard to get it back. So momentum is, is big. So at the end of the year, I don't know, you just kind of, you're trying to make sure your game's in a good place. You're trying to make sure the team's game is in a good place, kind of get all your special teams together and uh, get everything kind of rolling and, um, but you're still playing every other day, so it's what still like... What team don't you want to play? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this has been great. Bernsey, I love you. Thanks for taking the time, man. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you. Ronnie over there. You're good, Is he dude. still awake? You owe him a retainer or that flip. What's it called? Yeah. A retainer and dinner. What's that called again? The, the flipper. The flipper? You owe him yeah. a flipper and dinner. <laughs> a flipper and dinner. we got to get a cell phone. we got to get that thing activated. I think we do. <laughs> Bernsey, thanks for allowing me to be inside you today, man. Thanks for having me. It was awesome, guys. Awesome, man. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.